0: Hey, this is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. It is that time of day where we try to figure out how to make your money work harder for you. Today in Money and Me, we're going to talk about market forecasting. We're going to try to understand some of the inferences uh, investors make when deciding where to park their money. And we're also going to have some great examples for you when it comes to thematic investing. So joining me is Kenneth Liu, CEO of Seedly. Good morning, Kenneth.
1: Good morning.
0: Also joining me is Sudan. He is Seedley's content strategist and investment lead. Sudan, how are you today? I'm good, Michelle Martin. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to radio. Elijah Lee is Philip Securities' independent financial advisor and he is also one of Seedley's top contributor. Elijah, welcome.
2: Thank you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Can I just clarify, are you one of the top contributors or is he the top contributor? He's
2: one of the top. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. not really counting, but I guess <laughs> so, if that's what Kenneth says.
0: <laughs> well, we're delighted to welcome three of you here into the studio as we talk about market forecasting. Everybody wants to um, Mm -hmm. make good predictions or Mm -hmm. at least try to think that they're making good choices when it comes to entering and exiting the market. Mm -hmm. So for a start, help us understand what forecasting really means.
1: Yeah. So I guess uh, market forecasting and when it comes to investing in general, it's all about predictions of the future and what the future would be. So in the simplest of sense, forecasting is having a, a worldview of what you think the future might be moving towards and basically placing those bets in those industries or economies, which basically means countries or sectors you feel are emerging. Or, yeah.
0: yeah, this mm-hmm. is so exciting because this is what everybody tries to do. Everybody thinks, I don't have enough information to do it. Mm. Am I doing it right? So share with us why do you think it's important uh, to really understand what goes into forecasting before you jump into the market.
1: Yeah, so I think in, in uh, really the 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 most basic of sense is because you believe that this um, this industry or this sector would actually go up in the near future. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and then basically you actually lock in the price where you think it's at the value that you would pay uh, in in view again that the future would, would increase. Some examples, classic examples, mobile payments industry. A lot of people saw it 10 years ago. Many people say it's going to be something that's going to be exploding. Um, and then like two clear winners came up: Visa and MasterCard. I think we, we spoke a lot about it um, earlier in, the, in our discussions as well. And look at where they are today, two of the biggest payment networks in in the world. And almost every single one of our credit and debit cards are running off the Visa and MasterCard rails as well. Mm. So that is, I think, one super clear example. Other Mm -hmm. examples would include countries as well, like uh, BRIC, right? So Brazil, Russia, India,
2: and China, and recently South Africa as well. So they're doing it as BRICS. We've got Vietnam as well. So some of my clients are actually also looking at Vietnam as a country economy that you know, may be poised to grow a lot over the next coming decades. And I personally believe that maybe Africa... It's one of those very untapped areas. But whether or not it really booms by the time I retire, I don't know. But maybe for the younger generations, that's something they can look at.
0: Okay, okay. So let's break this down in terms of uh, some examples of what your clients are looking at, what you think is interesting. I mean, recently at the start of the year, I think Ray Dalio talked about gold as being you know, a safe haven. So in terms of what you're looking at, your worldview. Can you let us in a little bit?
2: Okay. So, uh, if you ask me, gold has always been a very good safe haven in times of uncertainty. You look right now, what's happening to gold It's going up over the past few months. There's a lot of uncertainty due to things like your trade war and so on and so forth. So, gold, I would say, is a hedge. Okay. But ultimately, what really drives the economy, you would want to look at markets, not just mm. commodities alone. Okay. Yeah. So, which markets are poised for growth? That's mm. what. You want to forecast and hopefully, you know, you get that right and, yeah, you should get better than average returns. Okay,
0: so before looking at sort of... Trends like mobile payments is a trend. Yeah. So
2: you suggest starting from a geographical perspective of markets. Mm, it can depend on your uh, view, but some people prefer to look at sectors. Some mm-hmm. people prefer to look at regions or even mm. single countries. So it's there is no right or wrong. It depends yeah. on what you want to look at. Maybe I may chime in on what uh, mm. add on to what Kenneth has said earlier. I had a client who actually spotted mobile payments. He got mm. into Mastercard mm. uh, pretty early. When? He's had a hundred and forty five percent return on that one stock alone. It uh, 10 again, years ago? Uh, no, that when was actually not too long ago. It was, uh, I think, three years ago. Three so years? That's definitely beaten S&P 500. Mm. Uh, however, having said that, it's, um, I'm not saying that I endorse you to go or anyone <laughs> to go into MasterCard. Is just what I saw. Mm. But then I also have clients who went into uh, very specific sectors like oncology. He went into mm. an oncology stock, but today, uh, you know, he went in on one stock he kept averaging down. Today, he's unfortunately sitting on a loss of six figures. So mm. you have to be very careful about all these things. I've seen it happen.
0: Mm. Mm. Good cautionary tale there. Yeah. So any other examples of pitfalls of investing without really knowing what you're doing when it comes to forecasting?
3: I think in terms of examples, um, uh, in terms of trends of the world, I think healthcare is another mega trend. Mm. Uh, with ageing population, um, people get older and even China is facing an ageing population in, in years to come. So, uh, even China, the biggest country in the world, is not spread. So, I think uh, healthcare is a major trend that um, I personally am looking at. So, Mm. in my own portfolio, I have stocks in the uh, healthcare space. Um, In Singapore, you know, there are so many companies in the healthcare space. For example, Raffles Medical, um, Mm. one of the biggest uh, private healthcare companies. Parkway Life Read, First Read, which has a lot of assets in Indonesia. It's another booming uh, country. Even in Singapore, you can play, um, you know, invest thematically. Not only you have to go to the US, you know, mm-hmm. look, investing in MasterCards and the Visas. Yeah. Um, even in Singapore, you have all our um, strong companies. So yeah.
0: when you're looking at healthcare, you're looking at local healthcare?
3: Yeah, that's right. So local companies are, for example, Raffles Medical is in Singapore, mm. Um, mm. First Street and Parkway Life. Mm. So these are three companies um, listed in on SGX. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, but Elijah's just recent example sort of Oncology. contradicts. Yeah. yeah, so you could it's you actually could
2: quite specific sector. Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually, healthcare. We all know um, the pharmaceutical companies are all very uh, huge, but really the question is if you are going to find one specific stock and bet on it you will probably have to be very good with either your analysis or your gut feel because mm. if not, I tend to view healthcare as a sector that overall is poised to grow. Mm. But which stock in particular, we don't really know. Okay, So, imagine if you've got your big uh, pharmaceuticals like Pfizer, Novartis, all that. The next company that has a breakthrough, their stock price is going to rocket, right? But yep. do you know which one will it be? No, you don't. You don't really know. So, uh, even when you go thematic it's good to take it with a pinch of salt be cautious and don't just uh, go into a single company you should still um, buy like a basket mm. of um, you know pharmaceutical companies you could do that mm. through a healthcare fund a healthcare ETF whichever you feel floats your boat mm.
3: I think with regards it, to Elijah's um, example I think oncology is more specific right it's, yeah, it's it's quite, it's, and and he's um, from on- oncology is going ev- even deeper into a specific company yep. so, um, so I think that's, that, that's where the risk lies so you have to understand uh, what you're getting into just don't buy the story and just don't invest based on the story so you have to look at um, the fundamentals the business uh, the financials basically mm. and make sure it makes sense and um, I always believe in this don't ever listen to management Fully. As in, as in, you can listen to management, but don't listen to them fully 100% because at the end of the day, they still have uh, vested interest in the company. Yeah,
0: they're, they're singing the song they want you to
3: hear. Yeah, that's right. Um, and nothing against management. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. Um, just do your own due, due diligence. Mm. Like if, for example, you don't go to a barber and ask whether you need a haircut, right? He will surely say you need a haircut. So that that's thing, what yeah. I've
0: been doing all this time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, so uh, that's what I believe personally. So, um,
0: When did the, you start investing in healthcare?
3: Raffles Medical was actually my first stop. So when I started investing in 2009 But I made a mistake to sell uh, prematurely buy oh, a body Let body back your winning horse <laughs> uh, Body back again uh, But in, it's in a loss now But I think for the long term um, Raffles Medical would do well Especially with um, They are just ventured into China mm. So the market is very pessimistic About um, Raffles Medical in China so the, uh, the market is seeing losses uh, startup losses for example even uh, any business that you go into a new country right? you'll see uh, mm. losses startup losses but the thing is that you have to be patient take through the company believe in the management um, yeah you have to go for AGMs basically and uh, listen mm. to what management is saying and, and uh, make sure mm. they, they know what they're doing and they're truthful and they're candid and mm. Yeah, okay. so um, it's, it takes a, it's a long-term thing. It's, it's not like, you know, you go in one month, you come out the next month. Yeah, It's, it's a really a multi-year uh, investment thing. So there,
0: there are all sorts of new trends people think they can put their fingers on, like new ways of living and working because everybody's mobile. So people think, you know, it's co-living the new it thing? <laughs> I, oh. I, I, th- I thought you were going to mention WeWork.
2: Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> a lot of talk talk as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's the thing. You see, uh, so people think co-living mm. is definitely here. Mm. And then on the other hand, we have, oh, SoftBank just had to, <laughs> (laughs) You know, come in to help Uh WeWork. But they are expanding and Mm -hmm. we're going to see like 19 WeWorks in Southeast Asia by the end of this year. So, yeah, your thoughts.
1: So maybe uh, most of the interesting companies like Hamlet, like Metro Residences, so all these are co-living, specific co-living, right? But they're all private companies now. I don't think I've seen any which are actually listed um, on any of the exchanges as of yet, la. So they are still quite small. So s- between Series A, B companies. So it's still very much in the private equity world mm. um, that I see being invested. in. It's a growing space as well, for sure. Yeah. Okay. But if you
3: mm. we were to invest in co-living space, mm. uh, for example, WeWork was going to be, I think, the first I built yeah. in the space, right? But it hasn't, uh, wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But the things <laughs> that <laughs> if you want, yeah, if you want to invest in uh, the co- co-working space, you can actually look at the REITs. Mm-hmm. Right. For example, & Cap- yeah. Commercial Trust um, yes. has a. For example, I think the, the the property in Revels is going to have a huge uh, space to we work oh Funan as well yeah Funan as well meant to yeah. which yeah. is capital uh, uh, that's more trust actually land capital land more trust yeah, yeah. so uh, a way to invest in the space in Singapore itself is under the REITs
2: mm.
0: yeah. okay let's talk about different ways to invest thematically mm. in your opinion so I think that actually
1: we concluded that there's two main ways. You can directly buy into the stock itself um, yep. on, on your own accord, or you can get experts to help you at a fee, which is through unit trust and mutual funds who are more sector specific.
2: Correct. So yeah. uh, let's say maybe you, okay, so like Sudan mentioned, so, mm. you know, he says attend AGMs. Now I feel that's also important. I do attend AGMs as well. But what if the company you want to invest in is based overseas? say mm-hmm. India maybe, how do you attend an AGM in mm-hmm. India? And frankly speaking, you actually can't buy stocks in India. Mm-hmm. So the only way you could access that market will actually be through a fund or a ETF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're doing there is actually you're letting the people on the ground mm-hmm. in India to go out there, do the research, do the analysis for you and decide, hey, is this a good company or not to buy and park in my portfolio of uh for the fund. So um actually sometimes being on the ground is also equally important. We do see that uh for some of the okay let's take India as an example. Okay. Actually India funds have grown quite a fair bit. Um if you had invested in India ten years ago, I think you have made eight times by now, easily. Mm. Yeah. So yeah you are my brain just froze. Yeah eight right? times yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, times, of course yeah. um India's going through a little bit of turbulence now and some um Institutional investors are withdrawing from the market, but still, I mean, look at India in the long run and not just the short term, right? So, like I mentioned, you can't just directly buy an Indian company, an Indian stock. It okay. just doesn't happen, at least not in Singapore. So you got to rely on expertise from you know foreign funds, you know funds and ETFs and mm-hmm. the like.
0: So we'll take uh, listener questions as well nine seven one seven eight eight nine three. If uh, you have any questions, send them our way. So people are interested in the China market because they hear oh, Alibaba is so uh. big and China is <laughs> leading the way with data. A question c- coming in for you guys: How does one get started in the China market?
2: Well, uh, okay, um, this will actually, our I will ask. Actually, are you looking at the Greater China region or spectrally China? You can actually trade shares directly uh, on the China A shares or even the Hong Kong, the Hang Seng. So for that, that's if you want to do your own analysis of mm. the uh, company and directly buy in. So there's a lot of well decent companies like Tencent. Uh, that's mm. listed on Hang Seng. That's actually uh, quite a fair bit. Um, we were discussing uh, Tai mm. with uh, yeah, mal thai, mal thai is a uh, the li- drink. yeah the liquor cover yeah. yeah. So Mountai has gone up what it's crazy. ten times. In the past yeah. few years, yeah. So you know, if you did your research, you caught that wave. Yeah. Mm. God knows how how you can catch a wave on liquor, but still, uh, <laughs> yeah, you make ten times. Multiplied trading much. as a like thousand now.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think that one was specifically like crazy. I mean, we it's, went to yeah, check it out and, and when we went to the charts, we press five-year trend line.
2: It was it's crazy. Just crazy. I mean, liquor, I, I, I knew about yeah. it, but I mean, I think Kenneth seeing it for his I, uh, first, time. It for the it first time, he was like, time. "What?"
0: What kind of liquor is this? Yeah.
2: (laughs) So there there, there is another way
1: um to get through um Singapore listed stocks who actually have business in China. Yes, Ah. that's another way. China uh Capital Land has one China commercial trust. Uh
2: Capital Greater
3: China. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. Even Capital Land itself, I think it's the biggest uh revenue driver is China. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not
2: sure, if you're not really willing or able to conduct your own research on your individual companies, you can consider specifically targeted funds uh, mm-hmm. or ETFs. So you've got China Unit Trust, for example. Some of them have been doing quite well. China and India Unit Trust. Or if you don't want to be so specific in a single country, go for a regional, like a Greater China Fund, which were comprised of Hong Kong, China, and Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So at least you're not betting everything on one stock or two stocks. You are still somewhat Being uh, spreading yourself out, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, How does one invest in the U.S. market? So thinking about Fang stocks, Mm. um, any any advice there? So
3: yeah, in the U.S. market, so specifically Fangs, right? Yeah, um, I believe um, social media is here to stay. Advertising through social media, you know, people are more going into online space compared to offline, right? So uh, your Facebook and your Google. Alphabet um, So uh, they would do well I think for the long term uh, Just that uh, For Facebook especially now With the, all the regulations And all the scrutiny They're facing some Short term headwinds But I think for the long term I think Facebook will uh, Probably do well And they own so many Platforms Instagram Whatsapp and, yeah. Yeah. And You they, can't live life without it Yeah, yeah that's right And they, and you wouldn't know What management is thinking About f- to go on board next right? As in just when the news is out, the, the company will fly. So, th- so right. that's the thing. So, uh, with these kind of companies, you just have to believe in management. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, don't believe mention, but uh, <laughs> it, it can yeah, don't don't foolishly la. believe. Yeah. yeah. So um, do your own due diligence. But uh, I think for long term, thanks, I think would we'll do well. Especially, yeah. Amazon. We just talking about it, uh, mm. talking about Amazon before we came here. Mm. Um, retail retail spending in the US uh, com- compared to the whole re- total retail spend, right? Uh, Online retail just takes up, I think, 5% of the US market. So um, they have large, a huge runway to grow. Yeah. Imagine it becomes 50%, even mm. 80%.
0: Wow, only 5%.
3: Yeah. If I'm not wrong, if, if my statistics are correct, it's only 5%. It's very low, uh, low, low teams, uh, yeah. below 10%. Yeah, Amazon,
2: and believe it or not, with just 5% of the... Uh, retail space in the US they already have their own delivery system so they aren't even needing to rely on uh, FedEx UPS to deliver their packages they have their own fleet of planes so that's how big they are already and that's mm. 5%. But that's yeah. the
0: thing with e-commerce. They are developing yeah. their own logistics arms because, correct. you know, they don't, they're not just a seller. Correct. They mm. have to be also, it's all about
2: fulfillment, right? Mm. Correct. But even then with the fact that they already have their own fleet mm. of planes that shows you how big they are and it's only 5%. Yep. And, yeah, true. And that, true. Good that point. itself brings
3: down the cost of, of the business Correct. Mm. compared to outsourcing to FedEx and then all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think specifically the question was also on how to. So I guess how to is yeah in the US to, right? market yeah. yeah. So I believe with any brokerage share you can actually simply fill up the the form um, and then you can basically get access to the US markets as yeah. uh, so the W eight ban form. Yes, that's right. It's Quite simple to fill up. Um, just get it done.
2: You are just declaring yeah. that you're not a US uh, resident or a green card holder for purposes of tax. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So uh, seven minutes left. Have we? totally picked your brains in terms of uh, what you're looking at forecast wise in terms of either mm. companies or industries or sectors I
2: would say um, the combined brains of the three of us still remain to be fully picked I, I do think we have, we have a lot to share but of course I know time is no, limited no, please, but please still um, Still, yeah, there's a lot that entails forecasting as well as what you want to invest in. There's a lot of things to explore. So honestly, it couldn't possibly recover in just 25 minutes. But uh one thing I just like to caution is, you know, you really need to make sure your information is from a good source because mm. right? if you had the wrong information you tend to make the wrong decisions so mm. what kind of wrong decisions happen is you could enter and exit at the wrong price mm. and that would actually just defeat what you're trying to do yeah yeah. Okay.
1: So I, I can maybe sort of weigh in a bit on the idea of um, being familiar with the industry that you're going to invest in oh, yes right. So, I mean, for, for us at Sidley, our parent company is Shopback, which is primarily an e-commerce enabler. Mm. So I think we understand the tech world quite well. We are very bullish on how e-commerce will develop in this part of the region, in this part of the world, uh, mirroring how it's developed in, in US and China. So there are certain stocks which are sort of ancillary to the core business of e-commerce. So like what you mentioned, delivery, right? So there are some interesting delivery uh, and last mile delivery companies that you can invest in mm. that are listed in this part of the world, yeah. So, like, what?
0: Any examples?
1: I can't Last remember the name. Month. Okay, there's one private one which you can't directly buy in yet, which is Ninja Van. So Ninja Van is supporting all the Lazada and Shopee deliveries. Oh yeah, uh, so they are right. super integral to this guy succeeding. So, there are some other listed companies which I can't remember as of now, but mm. I'll, I'll, I'll get, get back to you. Okay, but that's yeah.
0: founded on the supposition that these mm. companies are not going to develop their own logistics arms the way Amazon is. Yeah,
1: so it's long-term partnerships
0: that mm. they actually secure. And if before. the market leader mm-hmm. does do that, mm. then it could diminish the value of his stock, no?
1: It could it could. But mm. I think the way to think of it also is um it's a whale shark analogy. So I have mm. this like famous whale shark analogy where there's always one big whale shark that is moving the market, then there are these little small fishes that are eating the site the the food that's being left over. Mm. So, you know, if you don't invest in the big whale shark, you can also invest in the small little fishes at the site. Um then and all these are like ancillary support businesses to the to the main core team that is moving forward.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm, really interesting. Any mm. more examples or final words for our listeners, Sudhir?
2: Final words, I mm. guess. Elijah, Maybe let me just yeah. chime in. Uh, just remember that when you invest, you're actually taking on risk. Okay, No matter mm. what, there'll be an element of risk. So you have to also look at your risk management. right? So in terms of risk management, I would say you need to understand that uh, how do you segment your resources into various buckets. So definitely you need something safe something predictable, mm-hmm. stable in nature, defensive. Believe it or not, um, a large part of my net worth is actually in CPF, mm-hmm. right? Because that's safe. I, I'm not worried about that. And I take on some risk with uh, moderate returns, moderate risk. So my funds, my uh, Singapore equities, I, I do hold some Singapore equities. So for me, that's stable. But of course, I'm definitely taking on risk. And then when you go for thematic, and then you're looking at those sectors that are poised for high growth, but naturally you have a high uh mm-hmm. level of risk. So I tend to classify thematic more under a tactical kind of investment where you look at the sector and you think that okay maybe this is poised to grow and then I'll tactically put a portion of my money, maybe no more than twenty percent into it. And then I still retain the bulk of my wealth in things that I am familiar with, I am, you know, um comfortable with, so that if anything happens to my tactical investment, my thematic investments, I don't lose my net worth overnight. Mm. Yeah, so it's also very important to have prudent risk management mm. in this aspect.
0: Except people think that these are the horses that could go really far in the race. Yeah,
2: but if you were right, that's great for you. Yeah, but you must remember the case, the scenario when if you are wrong, then what happens to you? So yeah, even like say um, crypto, uh, I I know people mm. actually lost a lot of money in crypto so yeah, yeah. Uh, now if you had just put 20% of your net worth in crypto and you lost that you used to be fine but you put like everything including the kitchen sink and then you lost <laughs> it uh, yeah that's <laughs> going to be a very <laughs> tough climb out of the well for you yeah.
0: Yeah. final words Kenneth yeah I mean
1: touching on the point of crypto right because yeah. I think that's an interesting thing to sort of end off the listeners with a lot of people are thinking that that's the next theme right of the, of the future and, yeah. and I think the unique thing about crypto is that uh, they run on their own exchanges so it's no longer the SGX, the Nasdaqs, NYSEs. All these things are more digital, it's online, it's purely on the web. So it's a whole new world that we're going into. Like money is no longer just money anymore. Mm. Uh, and stocks are no longer just stocks. It's becoming part of the blockchain, right? So I think with that in mind, things are moving very quickly. Just keep your ears to the ground, be active in communities, listen to what people are saying and understand what is fluff, understand what is, what is the real stuff, yeah.
0: Um,
3: I think uh, both of them hit the nail. Um, Elijah was talking about risk. So protect your downside. Um, Mm. The upside will take care of itself. So in terms of risk, uh, you should position size properly. Um, Don't go 100% into crypto or don't go 100% Mm. into oncology stock, for example. (laughs) Uh, Just maybe put uh, 5% in in this particular sector, another 5% in another sector. So make sure you diversify your portfolio, not only in terms of geography, in terms of the market and I mean the companies and, and so on. So, oh, okay. um, risk, make sure you settle your risk first before you take care, think of the upside.
0: Thank you to my guests in Money and me, Kenneth Lewis, CEO of Seedly. Sudan is Seedly content strategist and investment lead, and Elijah Lee, Philips Securities, independent financial advisor and a top contributor at Seedly. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM,